Hello, everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past seven days in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. What up? What up? Welcome. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. What up? Certified Malvi boy. Right? Love the Shaq jersey. I got to get me more. I just saw Mitchell and Ness put some new colors out, guys. Ooh, oh, baby blue. You already know. Just in time. Well, anyways, we got some cool news today. We got the 25 best WNBA players ever. We got Paul Pierce still hating LeBron James. You are a hater. That's going to be my favorite story. And then some Lakers news, as always. always. <laughs> All right, Malv, I think it's about time we get into it, yes? Let's do it. Story number one of the day, the WNBA. They unveil their 25 greatest and most influential players to commemorate their 25th anniversary. So the NBA is having their 75th this year. WNBA, their 25th. Congrats, yo. Right. Among the players, we still have 10 active ones, including legends Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. We got Elena Deladon, Brittany Griner. We got L.A. Spark, Neka Agumake, and former Spark. It still trips me out, Candace Parker. I know. I don't even know why they let her go. A couple other notables, L.A. Spark's legend. We stay rep in L.A. no matter the team. Lisa Leslie. We got Swin Cash, Tamika Catchings, Spurs assistant Becky Hammond, and then Maya Moore. So, yeah, that's a solid list. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. No, no. I love it. I was watching while I was reading the list, and, like, to make the top 25 of the first 25 years, that's, like, got to be an honor. And to be honest, a lot of these girls would beat everybody's ass at basketball. Oh, for sure. For sure. Wanted to point out, too, that uh, Seattle's Sue Bird is in her 18th year, Diana Taurasi is in her 17th year, and both of those players have spent their entire WNBA careers with the same team. That's dope. Yeah, that's super sick to see. Every athlete would want to do that, if you get drafted to, like, a dope team, I would say, you know. But if you could build a team up, like, especially with, like, Sue Bird did, you know, what Lisa Leslie did and Diana, like, in Phoenix, I believe, you know, like, that's even, like, way crazier. Honestly, like I said, like, I mainly hear it from some guys that would be like, why would I watch it? It's like, fuck, bro. Like, why don't you watch it? Like, it's pretty good, like, I'll tell you this fundamental much. basketball. Exactly. Fundamentally, mm-hmm. basketball, I love watching them because I love their footwork. I love watching them work in the post. I'm thinking of Hakeem Olajuwon. I'm thinking of the later end of Michael Jordan in his career. I'm thinking of Kobe Bryant. And I get that a lot when I watch WNBA ball. Watch them work. Like, that was their slogan a couple of years back. Uh, it's super cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Shout out these ladies. Epic list. Uh, anything else? I just think we're going to get a little bit better, hopefully, you know, and I plug our, like, listeners into some WNBA news, you know. Like, they got some fresh gear. I'm not going to lie. When I go to a Sparks game, I'm going to come out with a shirt or a jersey. And you got to respect those banners hanging in Staples. Yeah. They're real championship banners. They're not, you know, player banners. <laughs> Shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> Man, look at me. I'm looking like a Paul Pierce right now. <laughs> oh, that brings us to our next order of business. I love that, Mal. Paul Pierce, he still hates LeBron James. He can't stop, fool. He can't stop. Like, he gets fired from ESPN from Wild and Out, and he continues to just speak on the King's name like this. He needs it. They need each other. No, he needs him. <laughs> no offense, you know, just to keep him relevant right now, you know, since he got fired from ESPN and, like, that's why he was doing this interview in the first place, kind of, you know, talking shit about ESPN. But we've talked shit about ESPN, and it seems like, you know, they're kind of assholes, you know, so <laughs> it makes sense, you know, like. Uh-huh. Hey, mouth, <laughs> you better tone it down. You're right, Overlord. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, ESPN is a very great conservative network, and they can't deal with shenanigans <laughs> like Pop <laughs> Much better. <laughs> But, you know, I was telling you, I was telling you right before we talked about it, like, 
Yo, he stays hating. Like, I don't understand it, bro. Like, first of all, you needed KG and Ray Allen to, like, beat the King, you know, once one good season. And you needed them to, like, beat the Lakers to get that first championship. And to be honest, like, the Lakers fucked that up, bro. That could have been our three, another three-peat. But it just didn't work out. And, like, I just feel Paul Pierce just, like, has to keep pumping himself so much, you know? Like, Pierce's Celtics were equivalent to Jordan's Pistons. For LeBron, that was, the, that was the transition of eras. Like, Michael Jordan needed to get through Detroit in order to become a champion. LeBron needed to go through Paul Pierce and the Celtics in order to do that. As far as multiple championships go, yes, 08 they won, 09 KG got injured, and 2010 they made it back. So they could have done their three championship uh, appearance window right there. And I think the Pistons did that as well. They did three straight. Yeah, but I think even the Pistons were more, like, into their prime than fucking KG and fucking Ray Allen and especially Paul Pierce. I feel like the the bad boy Pistons were, like, a well more oiled machine than we had of the Celtics, you know? And I'm just saying just as him being the leader, like, you got lucky, bro. The Celtics never traded you. It's that Boston charm, man. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I'm hating on him because, like, he just hates so much. Like, I always hear, like, him talking shit about LeBron coming from Paul Pierce mainly, you know. Like, yes, ESPN does, but, like, you get why they do it. Like, he's their biggest athlete. Like, they're going to be on him all the time, you know. And I feel like he gets mad at that, too, because, like, that's where it started. Like, they took his shine away. But no offense to, like, Paul Pierce. His shine wasn't as big compared to LeBron's, like, when LeBron was in, like, the first four years. LeBron was being compared to Michael Jordan, so obviously those expectations are going to be way more than what Paul Pierce did. I think he was just coming... He went to Kansas, right? No. Pierce, Pierce has takes. He has takes. They're very wild. They're not what and everyone... idiotic most of the times, right? Come on. There was a shitload when he was on the jump. NBA countdown, and you're just like, fuck, fool. You're an NBA professional, and you be saying stupid shit like this? Like, come on. You know he said a lot of stupid shit during his tenure. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He also said a lot of really interesting stuff. I'm, oh, I wish I had some fucking points about it. <laughs> you can't remember it, bro, because they weren't that good. They weren't that good. What this is about, though, is Paul Pierce and him being tired of talking about LeBron James, so that's what he was saying. He was kind of done anyway. So if he was done anyway, that's what he did um, I feel like their legacies will be inter- intertwined uh, for a little bit, you know. Well, yeah, it's the start of LeBron's career. Yeah, and, you, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's the transitioning of Eastern Conference powerhouses because Boston was that, you know. Boston was there, and then it was LeBron. I'm not even going to say Cleveland or Miami. It was, just, it was LeBron. So, yes, he's going to hate him for that because Pierce – Felt like he was that alpha, that competitor. So that's what you but want nowhere, from a competitor. Even that, like skill wise, bro. Like even that, you're not different that. athletic build. LeBron James is a superhuman. Paul Pierce, he's six eight, not the most athletic type of body, but he had the wits, the wherewithal, and he was a very clutch performer. So you can say what you want. I think Paul Pierce, clutch on that wheelchair, right? <laughs> clutch on the poop wheelchair. Yeah, yes, I'm like, not gonna forget about. It. Like, look at me. I'm defending. Yeah, Paul you're Pierce, defending. What Celtic. is wrong with you? I'm trying to take the bias out of this. I know our, our Laker fans were all biased, but I'm trying to take the hat off. Going to Pierce. You know nobody's a Paul Pierce fan, bro. He's Inglewood. He's from Inglewood. I got to rep him. We got no <laughs> listeners in Boston right now. We got some Inglewood listeners. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, going back to Pierce though, he's had a career. He just you know he's on that Birdman tip. Put some respect on that name. That's all he wants. 
That's all he wants. Yeah, but we don't put it because you try and put too much respect on your name. Because you know, no one like else I, is doing it. He got to stand up for himself. And why? Why isn't nobody doing it, bro? What? I'll rest my case there. Why is nobody else doing it? His teammates are doing it. Doc Rivers is doing it. Ray Allen, KG. They have to, So bro. the people that matter are. They feel are, bad for him. Paul Pierce, I'm telling the truth, okay? <laughs> and Shaq did too. Speaking of Paul Pierce, mouth, we got some more Paul Pierce news. Because oh. guess what? He's a Hall of Famer. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Fame recap ceremony, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, Bill Russell as a coach. Who else, Malv? Rick Adelman, we forgot. Uh, we also forgot two WNBA stars that I still forgot their names. Yolanda! I know it was one because I just wanted to yell that name. WNBA stars Lauren Jackson and Yolanda Griffin. There we go. See, I remember Yolanda. Yolanda! <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, did you actually check it out, or did you also miss this one like all the other Hall of Fames? I saw the Twitter highlights. Thank you, Malv. You know, we're millennials here. We just want the information now, now, now. It was a little bit tricky trying to do the Hall of Fame enshrinement and then college football and all this stuff going on. <laughs> we're sports junkies here. No, no, it, it is. It is. Even though we are sports junkies, like, sometimes, like, the Hall of Fame, like, takes too long, you know, like, even like I was, I only managed to watch two full of two full full like speeches, which was the Paul Pierce and Chris Bosh and some of the Chris Weber one. And like I said, like this is dope. Like honestly, it's I feel more for that fan of that player. You know what I mean? Like you know Kobe's, which we missed. You know we didn't get to see him do it. You know like I would wow, have stayed we, and yeah, watched that entire the whole thing because like we saw because everything. that Hall of Fame dude, that one Class. who had Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. I don't think it would have been that um, limited had Kobe not passed. But, like, that's just, just like, that, yeah. that's like the Coachella. That's like, I don't know, <laughs> of Hall of Fame Shriving and Ceremonies, uh, right? It's like, you yeah. want a ticket to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. That would have been dope. And, like, yeah, I would have watched the whole thing. Like, I really think it's, like, for a fan, obviously for that player, but, like, for the fans of that player, you know? And, yeah, it was nice like they always are. I don't think you could ever go too crazy on the, <laughs> the enshrinements and stuff. So, Matt, who do you think the best player is? Well, going in this year. am I getting Bill Russell as a coach or as a You're player? You're getting him as a coach because he's going uh, in as a coach. But he was a coach player. So, damn, that obviously, well, we'll make it easy. We'll not say Bill Russell, but we should be Bill Russell. I think from a defensive stance, I would definitely, I always wanted to be a Ben Wallace type of player. You know, like, I, I try to model my game. This is going to sound super shitty, but after Shaq. But then, like, you know, watching Ben Wallace play, it's like, fuck, I could do, like, you know, more like his style as well. And just for defensive, I would take, Ben Wallace's career for just being a pure offensive overall player. That's going to be a little hard. I think everybody's a little different, but I'm going to be an asshole and say Ray Allen. Ray Allen, he's not on this list. Oh, I thought you said Ray Allen to pick from. No, no. See how much of an asshole I am? I don't want to pick Paul Pierce. Yeah. Let me see. Um, <laughs> Paul Pierce is the best option, <laughs> Uh Honestly, it's between them two. Who who would you do? You, It's hard. I think you have to give it just because it's a little bit older and had time to cement his legacy would be Paul Pierce, but I'm just a hater. I would agree, Malv. I think Chris Bosh and Paul Pierce are probably the best players going in this year. They're all really good because they're Hall of Fame players, but Chris Bosh later on in his career was able to extend to the three-point line. Um, but as far as like your natural dribbler and facilitator and playmaker, that's going to be Paul Pierce. He is a small forward, but he can handle the ball at times. We got a power forward, a center, and another power forward. Give me the truth. Because it'll set you free. Get out of here. Lies, lies, lies. lies. <laughs> He's lies. <laughs> He's crying. 
He thought he was Kobe, but he wasn't going to get that love. <laughs> you ain't Kobe. Oh, shit. That was one of the savagest moments, that was though. That's the best. I love yeah. rewatching Draymond, that. Draymond's a savage for that. It's so shit. good. It's so good, bro. That tells you there ain't going to be another one like Kobe there. Moving on to the next order of business, Stephen A. Smith. He is a hater. It's a hater episode today. (laughs) That's exactly what this is. We're a bunch of haters today. Uh, He basically came out and said that, yes, he wanted Max Kellerman off the show, but he has his reasons. Are they valid? Are they basketball reasons? (laughs) I love that. Uh, Yeah, no, he just confirmed his own hatred, bro, what we were kind of talking about. Like, what did he... He didn't really specify the reasons per se, right? I just feel like the energetic and what we were talking about like the last two weeks what i told you is like even watching it you could tell that like max kellerman was more versed than stephen a smith you know like stephen a smith is for the shenanigans which is dope as fuck i love the shenanigans we all do but like with real content it's like i'd rather hear that from max kellerman you know like a real kind of analysis or trying to at least get an analysis in like first take you know yeah, Stephen A. Smith. I'm trying to defend him, but I'm like... I'm right? Like, every, everybody likes Max Kellerman. Like, right? I told you the one to fire was Molly Q. <laughs> that would have changed the whole show. But no one listens to me. No one listens to Mal. <laughs> it should have been Molly Q the whole bring time. bring back Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> bring her back while you're at it. We don't like this. No, I just felt bad, yo. Like, Max Kellerman seems like a chill dude. Like, he doesn't seem like a fucking horrible person. He just seems like someone who likes talking about sports as well, just see, sees it at a more analytical level, I believe. You know, like, he's not showy. Like, I think that's what Stephen A. Smith really wants because it felt like a, a bad breakup kind of thing. It seems like he always wanted Skip back. Well, Michael Irving kind of did a little wild thing oh, like that. Oh, God. But that <laughs> that's too much Skip. You yeah. know, that's too much Skip and Stephen A. Smith into, like, a weird, like, clone baby. Like, it just wasn't – that was too much for me. You know, like, there has to be, like, a certain level of energy. I think he was he's just being a pure hater because, like, people praise Max Kellerman more, I believe. Well, we'll find out what the future of First Take holds in these coming weeks. Uh, they're kind of just rotating guests right now, and uh, we'll see how it works. Moving on to the next order of business, Aaron Gordon. He was traded from the Magic to the Nuggets. Guess what? The Nuggets are giving him a four-year, $92 million extension to stay in Denver. Damn, just for dunking? <laughs> I kind of agree. Fuck! I didn't think you would agree with me! Yeah, I did. You are a hater. I mean, good for him. He got his bag. The Nuggets got the fucking, what, two, three-year window still open. I'm just like, boom, with these youngins, but... Aaron Gordon kind of slides in as probably a six-man power forward or a power forward starter. I mean, he... Michael... Porter Jr. We got Jamal Murray still coming back from his injury. And then you got the Joker. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Former NBA player Cedric Sabalos, who played some years with the Lakers, he is asking for thoughts and prayers. He's 10 days in the ICU with COVID-19. He's on a respirator. He's tweeting out. You know, he seems like he's scared. So, you know, prayers to Cedric Sabalos and his family. Scary stuff, yo. Oh, yeah. Sending that positive energy. That shit's no joke. Other NBA news. The return of the shirtless workout pick. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, he randomly, quote-unquote random, got drug tested after a flex workout post. Uh, Tyler Hero, he just had another workout post, and Twitter's all like, yo, they're going to test him next. So, uh, yeah, it's just... um, It's true, but, like, damn, these NBA, like, execs or whoever's in the, like, front offices are, like... Some weird ass fanboys, right? Like, just like they're on Twitter, like, yo, why is he so 
so oily and so so muscular. Remember Alex Russo had that <laughs> yeah. too a couple years back. Um, anyways, this is just kind of a, a reminder that the preseason is coming. You know, the regular season is just around the corner, um, and that's why we get all these workout pictures. These athletes are getting back mm-hmm. into training camp, back into shape. We love to see it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Designated Lakers talk. Our favorite spot, or my favorite spot at least. My favorite spot as well. <laughs> First order of business, DeAndre Jordan, it's official. Welcome home <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's in the right jersey this time. That means that Mark Gasol, he's traded to the Grizzlies. Voila, adios. <laughs> Hasta la vista. Oh, shit. I don't know how they say it in Spain. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. I knew that. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus saw semi-reunion. He got traded to Memphis, but then he's going to get bought out, so he's kind of like still floating around. We got DeAndre Jordan. How do you feel about this? You know what I feel about this. I liked it five years ago. <laughs> you liked everything five <laughs> years ago. It's true. I did. Yeah. But... I guess you're, I already know you're big up on Marcus also. This wasn't really too much of a shakeup for me because, like, I was on the Andre Drummond tip, you know, so I was more like, mm, I could see it, but I want him to play his role. And, like, seeing his interview with the Lakers, I believe, like, he knows it now. You know, I think they probably, Frank Vogel probably told him straight up, like, hey, I only need you for this and that, bro. He pretty much fucking dunks and rebounds, hopefully. Yeah, Malv, it seems like you can replace Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan kind of interchangeably as far as, like, their defensive presence and stuff. So, Stop lying, fool. Tell about how you wanted Marcus Saw. I did get, want Marcus Saw. I did tell want him. Marcus Saw. Tell the truth, then. Stop lying. Just tell how much you thought he was way better. I thought Marcus Saw, despite how old he was, he had a better basketball flow, a better basketball mind. He could stretch the floor out a bit more. He can hit his free throws. And he's a valuable asset to have on the team. And it would have been really cool to have the Casal brothers, both of them, to both get chips because they paid their dues. The way it ended for Powell was kind of, uh. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I agree on that one, too. That yeah. was like, uh. But so, that, and that was on his injuries as well. No, yeah, it was. It and was. Marcus all too, not necessarily injuries, but just literally slowing down a lot. You know what I Visibly. think it was, Marcus well. all? It would have been great five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next up for Lakers talk, we got Kyle Kuzma, former Laker Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he sat down with Gilbert Arenas. Like, I love Gilbert Arenas, you know. Hibachi. You know, like no, he's always messing with Nick Young. And I Nick love Young's that. Yeah. Right. Was it you? No, I think it's someone else. I used to show the videos to, like when he used to fuck with them. And it's and like, yes, what you doing, my kid, yeah. man? He's like, Shut your little ass. No, up, I love kid. it. He's just so real. It's like, man, this kid's soft, and it's like a little toddler. And it's like, look, he's just crying. Like, this, this is a soft baby, right? And it's just like, uh, he's real. He's too real. It's no chill, you know? Gil, yeah. for a reason. He's too real, but you know. Like, through all, like, the funniness, you know, like, I thought there were just, like, some real, real cool topics on basketball. So, you know, they talked about the bubble. You know, they are just getting a little bit more insightful in it because, like, you, we were saying, well, you were telling me, and I totally forgot, like, the Lakers were one of, obviously one of the last teams in there, meaning that they were the longest teams in the, the fucking bubble. bubble. And, like, I heard, well, not heard, watching what Kuzma was saying, that it was essentially, like, a prison athlete because they couldn't really leave that compound. But, like, yeah, we talk shit because they're making millions and they just have to, like, endure this for, like, at least two months. But, like, come on, that shit sucked in our house, too, you know? Like, 
I was like, I was trying to get out, you know, and I'm pretty sure when they have a lifestyle like that, they definitely wanted to be out already. Yeah, I'm sure everyone was kind of itching at the nerves. At least they had water slides, though, right? Because <laughs> I, I saw a couple of vlog videos that JaVale posted. JaVale? Oh, yeah, shout out to JaVale. Yeah, uh, the most random-ass videos through the bubble. Yeah, he had the vlog ones, though, and they would go on the water slides, and he did the championship behind-the-scenes stuff. So, yeah, check them out. They're on YouTube, JaVale McGee Vlogs. Shout out to JaVale. Another thing Kuzma was talking about was his departure from the Lakers, right? Yeah. He was expected to be traded to the Sacramento Kings for Buddy Heald. At the last minute, he goes to Washington. And what were his thoughts on that? Well, first, he was just like, when he thought he was going to the Kings, he's like, that's not bad. It's only an hour plane ride back to L.A., so, you know, you could get with your fuckboy shit quick, you know, if you want to. And then I'm pretty sure he was just like, shit. I'm going to Washington, but he's like, nah, that's an opportunity, you know, like that's an opportunity. And that's what I like from, yeah, you know, and that's what I like from him because like, again, like I talk about like the first two, three seasons, like with the young crew that we had with Lonzo and stuff, like when push came to shove, the reason why Kuzma stayed so long and they kept him was because he was like down for the challenge, you know, the way Caruso was, you know, like they're just like, man, fuck it, let's go, you know, or at least they, you saw that energy come from him. And I could totally see it now. Like, if he brings that energy, if it's actually genuine, then he could do something at the Washington, you know? Like, I'm not going to say he's a fucking all-star. I think he can be. You think so? Yes, that would be my goal for Kuzma. We've seen it with D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram. They have these former Lakers flourish after they, you know, play for the Lakers. So I'm expecting the same for Kuzma. I see all the time on Reddit or on these comments, like, all the Kuzma slander. Part of the reason why he was able to stay with the Lakers was was his contract. And, you know, at the time, it didn't make sense to trade such a valuable asset in a player who was getting paid, like, a bargain. Mm -hmm. He didn't hold any hard feelings against LeBron as well, right? No, none at all. They said that they were chilling a couple nights after the trade. So, like, that shows you as well. And, again, like, I didn't think of this because I was on that Kuzma hate train, too. But, like, he just seemed, like, really, really thoughtful. And I always thought, like, he was a little bit more of, like, a, a dumbass, you know, or, like, just a juvenile dumbass. He was mature for his age, too, because he spent a couple years in college, I think Utah. So he was an older draft pick as well, too, Mel. No, and I just I just felt that in this interview, like, especially in this one, like, when he was talking about the team and, like, they asked him resentment. He's like, fuck no. And like, really, you know, like, fuck no. Like, why would I be resentful? I won a championship. I learned from one of the best. What I thought was really interesting that Kuzma brought up was, like, the Lakers were, like, a family, he said, that Jeannie Buss, like, really tried to, like, you know, keep in touch with everybody in the team, you know, from, like, office people, the players, and even, like, the service workers, you know, like, to have, like, a decent relationship. And Gilbert Arenas, like, just comes through and says, like, he sees that. He brought the correlation. And I think we've talked about it before, kind of, like, you know, alluded to it where, like, you need that family, strong organization, that culture, you know? Like, they always talk about the culture, you know? We always hear from each team, we're trying to get a culture, you know? We're trying to be this now, you know? But, like, with the Lakers, and I would say the Celtics, too, and San Antonio, he was talking about how, like, those teams that have multiple championships, there's a reason why, because they treat the people who work for them, you know, kind of with respect, and people want to be there. You know, and he brought up uh, the Bulls and he was talking about how Pippen, Rodman and Jordan have like no key fucking roles in the organization. And he finds that insane. Like, how could they not if they're like the most legendary players that played for that team? Whereas if you go to the team as the Lakers, 
you can any position you go, you'll have Hall of Famers or top All Star fucking players that you can still talk to. Using the Bulls as an example as they did, it's like we won six in a, a fucking short in a decade, really. And how come we don't have these players on speed dial? You know, like I'm pretty sure the player to player, but just to have the organization be like, hey, we could funnel you here to them because we've seen it before, like the Laker vlogs that they, they put where they had special speakers, the, I think it was like two seasons ago. Like, I'm pretty sure every fucking team does that now. But, like, just to have the star power that the Lakers were able to command, I remember I saw one with Kendrick Lamar, I think, and uh, The Rock. And, oh, fuck, even David Blaine, bro. They had David Blaine there. I remember the David Blaine one. That was really cool. You know, so, like, shit like that. So, you know, if they're doing that and they're bringing those high-caliber type of motivational speakers, like, they really want you to flourish, and they know why. You know, they know why they do this because it fucking works. And that's why we keep seeing old-timers still repping Lakers, right? Shaquille, Robert Ory. James Worthy. James Worthy, everybody. The Lakers culture, we've been spoiled. That's all we know as fans. That's why Lakers fans are the way they are. Thank you, Lakers, for the culture. Thank you, Jeannie Buss, Dr. Jerry Buss, all that stuff. We appreciate it. Is that a great way to end this? Oh, yeah, it was fucking textbook. Sometimes it's like that when you plan it, right? (laughs) When we go to practice, sometimes it works like that. Right? And that is going to conclude it for today's episode of Last Week in Basketball. We hope you had a blast listening. We always have a blast recording. Questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, please. And one more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At malv underscore n underscore mogley. Malv, any final thoughts? Yeah, shout out to our Ruski fans. Thank you, guys. Yeah, preseason almost here. (laughs)